Welcome to Chicana Moms Podcast, your host, Amapola Ramirez, a Chicana sharing a little bit of her heart to inspire and create change to all the Chicana sisters. Hola, Chicana Moms, ¿cómo están? I hope you're doing good. Even though all of these things are happening around us, um, there's also beautiful things, you know, uh, surrounding us. There's people around the world coming together. That is just so beautiful. People looking out for each other. And, you know, I remember reading this quote by Martin Luther King Jr., And he said, a riot is the language of the unheard. Yes, you know, they're rioting. And, and it's not okay to do it in that manner where people are getting hurt. But we can't tell black people how to feel and how to protest because that's their way of expressing their frustration for over 400 years, you guys. It's so fucking crazy. And yes, you know what? For us as Latinos as well. So whenever you hear Black Lives Matter, we're not saying only Black Lives Matter. There's a big difference, okay? There's a big difference. We're not dismissing everyone's life. I don't feel like I'm being dismissed if people say Black Lives Matter. I understand. It takes me back to when I was in high school and I would, you know, or even elementary, I'm not sure what grade, but I remember reading about, you know, the discrimination that they weren't allowed to go into restaurants or drink from a water fountain. And it was just very unfair. And I was like, wow, like if I was there in the, you know, 50s, um, I would, I would help them out. I would always tell myself that as a young um, adolescent, I'm like, I wanted, I would have loved to help them out at the moment. And guess what? Unfortunately, it continues to fucking happen. And now I'm an, I'm an adult. Even if I was an adult and I was a teenager, if I can do something, I would do it. Now it's happening again. And now I'm going to say I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to use my platform to be able to educate others um, and obviously learn as well, continue to learn. And what we see in our community, you know, we might say like, oh, no, that's not good. They shouldn't be doing that. It's a mixture of so many people, right? Some that are probably just wanting to go steal, sell things online, make money out of it, or just because and their purpose is not really to be there to make a statement. Or maybe they are. Who the heck knows, right? We're not going to go around to interview every single individual and say, well, are you here for that cause? Okay, then continue to destroy it. Or no, or, you know, it's insane. We can't do that. But... I think we all agree that there's a big statement. We continue to shout, beg, right? We continue to ask for respect, respect for black people, respect for Chicanos, respect for Latinos. We are always in that space of always asking, can you just give us 
the respect that we need as human beings. And you know what's the most freaking frustrating thing about it? We continue to get dismissed. And this is why what we see on the news and the things that you know we see on social media, everyone's on different mindsets of trying to understand what's going on. I want to highlight the fact that you know, whenever we talk about blacks, black lives matter, don't come in with the mindset thinking that you're hearing only black lives matter. There's a big difference. I don't get offended when people say black lives matter because I know their history and I'm sure there's way much more things that I still need to learn. But so far of what I've known, it's so unfair it's inhumane. It is so not needed. It is so not needed. I personally have never experienced racism, or maybe I have actually, but not to that degree. But at the end of the day, no matter what, whoever's ever had an intention of trying to make us feel less because of our skin color, because of our language, because, you know, whatever it is, At the end, it's a reflection of how they feel inside. So I also, as I'm telling you this, it reminds me of this quote from Abraham Lincoln. I destroy my enemies when I make them my friends. Whenever there's someone who doesn't agree with you, and let's say they're racist, um, the common thing that we tend to do is talk shit to them. That's not going to solve anything. It's, it's kind of like the eye for an eye. You know, um, it doesn't go anywhere. It makes the whole world blind. And that's something that Gandhi said. An eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. We can't be doing that. Because then we're going to end up in a cycle. And who's going to destroy it? There's a lot of, you know, um, tragedies behind that. But it's important to educate ourselves. It's important to educate our children. Racism um, is pretty much obviously when someone's trying to make you feel less. Like if their life and or their skin color or their language or their culture is way better than yours. Let's be real here. There's a lot of Mexicans who are racist with each other. And I think that's very pathetic itself also. And why do we continue to do that? Jealousy. Jealousy. And lack of love. Lack of self-love. But then it makes us think, is at some point, are we going to get into a mindset that one day everyone's going to be in the same mindset and the world's going to be great? No. We can get close to it, but being perfect, no. And maybe we won't get to it. But as long as you, as an individual, in your home, create a foundation of love, respect, it will flow out to your community. And that's the way, obviously, what you see so many people protesting in a very peaceful manner is because they come from a place where they've been taught empathy. And 
even if it's their mom, their dad, their teachers, a, a caregiver, someone who's adopted them, no matter what it is, empathy is learned by, you know, if there's a child that grows up seeing their caregiver, you know, in, in always helping others and always, always looking at the good. And don't get me wrong, maybe they've seen even, you know, that person's not perfect, but they saw more of that empathy towards others. That's how they learn it. Kids learn based on not what, not what you say, but what you do, how you behave. And if we are able to understand the importance of racism, bullying is also racist. I mean, racism, it's, it's just another word to kind of, I don't know what, but when kids are at school and they get bullied because of their skin color, that's racism. But why aren't any of the teachers or any of the staff members saying, hey, you're being racist, you can't do that. Teachers are racist themselves. I mean, racism is everywhere, you guys. I'm not just going to highlight teachers and, and um, it's everywhere. It is everywhere just like it's in maybe some social workers are racist some doctors are racist you know any anywhere if degree or no degree many people out there um are racist i had a group and i had to discuss this issue and it i could tell how uncomfortable it could be to talk about racism i have African-Americans, I have white, I have Latinos in my groups. So sometimes, you know, um, or Caucasians, I should say, um, sometimes saying black people, like some people don't want to say that because they feel like they don't want to offend and just kind of stops people from not having a conversation with somebody else about racism because it's very sensitive. But I had to put myself out there and I have no problem with that because that's my platform for me to facilitate my groups and to discuss sensitive subjects that sometimes people have a difficult time talking about. And as parents, because it was a parenting class, um, discussing ways of how to educate our children. And one of my group members, um, very kind, he was, he's very, he's a very respectful man you know, and he is Caucasian and he mentioned, um, you know, I am going to say that my dad is somewhat racist. I had to correct him. I said, your dad is not somewhat racist. He is racist. He, um, I didn't want to go so much in detail, like, you know, bashing on his dad, but just, correcting him in a very respectful manner and having him understand that sometimes we use that somewhat kind of no it is or it's not and he was able to understand and when he understood that he said it's embarrassing for me to say my father's a racist so I tried to you know say somewhat because I it's I'm embarrassed I don't like the way he thinks about people, you know, especially people of color. And he was able to leave from the group 
understanding that it's okay to acknowledge the truth even though you're not okay with it. He wasn't okay that his dad is racist. But he left feeling like he was able to be truthful about the situation, which empowered him to not, I guess, be around his dad if his dad chooses not to respect him. And the reason I'm saying that is because I was discussing how if people choose to be racist in front of you and after you've mentioned to them, I don't appreciate you talking about people in that manner and they continue to not really acknowledge your boundaries, then obviously they don't care about you either. It kind of makes sense, right? If they don't care about other people because they're being racist and saying all these harmful comments about them, it makes sense how is it that they wouldn't like to respect you either. But this is a subject that is very difficult sometimes for people, but it's something that we need to talk about, definitely. Um, I, I guess I would like for you to take from today the importance of nurturing your home nurturing your home with love with respect with empathy the more you nurture that the more you bring it into your home the more the you feed off of it your children feed off of it being careful with how you speak about yourself how you speak about others what you watch that's influencing negative things, the people you surround yourself with, um, all of those things play a very important role. Um, Like I mentioned, racism is something that happens even within the same culture. It's really pathetic. It really is. But I get a lot of people that like I hear and read um, about people saying, you know, what about us Latinos? Like, okay, why are we like helping them? Like, why aren't we? There is, um, you know, a difference. I think the black community, um, they have fought and they continue to, and I hope it ends sooner than later where it's understood the importance of not discriminating someone because they're black or a person, you know, of color. Um, But it's important that we support the black community. Why? Because it's proven fact, you guys. This is not the only time that black people and Chicanos, um, Latinos have come together um, as people of color to make a statement to pretty much again and again, ask for respect. Um, And we need to continue to work together in unity and not in hatred. And, And it starts from the home, which then goes into the community, which then um, obviously goes to government. Always remember those three layers, 
home, community, and government. Those three are the most important. Obviously, as you know, we see there's a lot of laws being created with immigration, right? Um, that affects a community. They start doing raids. ICE, the immigration starts doing uh, raids and they start taking all these, you know, parents away. And then you end up, you know, homes end up being, you know, um, I can't, I don't even know what word to use because I don't want to be cussing <laughs> so much in here, but uh, it's a destroyed home, you know? And if there is a home that's like destroyed or some people call it dysfunctional because at some point it's not functional anymore, right? There's not emotional stability because everything's up in the air. Now it's more of like, how do we survive? It's a survival mode. Anytime I talk about survival mode, it takes me how, because I don't know how to swim. Ugh, that's on my bucket list, but I don't know how to swim. So there was a time where I was being taught how to swim, supposedly, but no aprendí nada. Estaba escandalosa because I thought I was going to drown. And I was just like, don't let me go because I'm going to drown. And I remember like grabbing my brother and just scratching, scratching the heck out of him. Porque estaba desesperada. Because I was on survival mode. I thought I was que me iba a ahogar. <laughs> but I didn't. Obviously, he wasn't going to allow that to happen. But it was just me and my fear. You know? So I think that as human beings, when you don't have enough money to buy food for your kids, to to pay the rent, to have a roof over their head, that's on, you know, the survival. You're on survival mode. ¿Cómo lo voy a hacer? Para sobrevivir. And when that gets affected, um, there's no time to even think of like self-care and self-love. Because right now, I'm on survival mode. Until a human being is able to feel safe and not be on this survival mode, then they can move to the next step of feeling like, you know, they're part of something like with friends and make time. Time is another word for love. So as I'm telling you that the survival mode aspect, many people who are stuck there have a difficult time to just focus on, let me sit down with my child and talk to them about life. Why? Oh, I have two jobs and I have to go work. Y no hay tiempo. I always heard of my mom and many of my clients um, say, es que no tengo tiempo. And then you think, no, es que, pues, es que a lo mejor no quiere hacer tiempo, señora. You know? No, pues sí, también tienes razón. But everyone's lifestyle is different. Some would say, sí, tienes razón, sí puedo hacer tiempo, pero pues me, no lo hago. And some would say, sabes que la vera verdad, no tengo tiempo. And they, and I, because I, I used to be a case manager, so I would be like, okay, but let's do a schedule. Let's kind of look at this realistically. There was a lady that I worked with and she Worked from eight in the morning um, to like five. And then she had a night job and she would go in at seven. And I'm like, and that wasn't every day, but I was like, when do you sleep? She's like, a veces en el carro. Y como no trabajo todos los días en ese schedule, pues ya cuando llegue el, el, el miércoles, pues entonces ya ahí sí, ya duermo bien. Wow. I was like, 
I wouldn't, I could never imagine myself being there, but guess what? She did it. And her adrenaline were her children to push herself, to be able to provide for her children to have a meal, to pay the rent, to pay the bills. And, and she did it. And obviously she was with us because DCFF was called because her kids would wander out. She didn't have child care. Solo dejaba solos en la casa. That happens a lot, you guys. It happens a lot. It's like taking that risk. Tengo que ir a agarrar dinero. Pues agarro dinero o no voy a hacer dinero y nos quedamos en casa. O dejo a mi, a mi niño o mi niña sola o solo para y pues ahí me la arriesgo. People are doing that all the time. All the time. So there is in between, unfortunately, not that they don't want to talk to their kids or show them good, you know, ways to have empathy. They, they are still able to. But se pierde. Se pierde algo. Se pierde el tiempo to sit down. And, and especially supervision. I've always said that there's two opinions. The first opinion will always matter more than the second. And if if we're in survival mode and we're always working or we're or whatever it is and we're not focusing on our kids, um then we are not you know going to make the time to talk to them about certain things that are important such as sex, um drugs, cults, gangs. You know, um, sometimes separation, divorce, because maybe people are leaving and it's really hard to talk to kids about, oh my God, how am I going to tell my child that I'm not going to be with his dad anymore? How am I going to tell my child I'm not going to be with the mom anymore? You know, like, so it's challenging. It's definitely challenging at times. And, you know, sometimes se pierde ese tiempo and the second opinion then comes from someone else. And it's no longer you. And what if that second opinion comes from someone with really bad intentions? Then, you know, it just kind of spirals into chaos. And if they were taught how to steal, they were taught how not to respect others because that was what it was modeled. I have a cousin, or I had a cousin, rest in peace, um, that when he was younger, he was all over the place. And he would get on our nerves because we were like, oh my God, stay still. Like He was so hyper. But he didn't have the, the supervision, the guidance, unfortunately, for my uncle and my aunt. And he detoured. He was a gang member. And the streets were his guidance, supposedly, right? But not the good guidance. Um, he was street smart. But it, he ended up losing his life. And there was, you know, there was a lot of anger and frustration and resentment and, and so forth. So obviously there's a lot of violence that he was exposed to where he was um, then incarcerated. But there's, it, it's just the pattern that's just an example of how it happens. But us people of color, black people... Um, Latinos, you know, we get blamed a lot. Our core system is, you know, we can't really even depend on it anymore. It's not justice. It's injustice. And 
it's disappointing. And I know not all cops are bad because that's not all of them are bad. Not all priests are bad. Not all teachers are bad. Not all therapists are bad. Not all doctors and so on. Not all women are bad. Not all men are bad. So we have to try our best to look at life in a very realistic manner to where we are also looking at the good. But not dismissing the fact that what's happening with the black community it's a suffering that has been going on for too long also with us too you guys we're not dismissing that okay we're not dismissing that but when the black community sees our support they will give it back that's been happening for a long time we've had each other's backs you guys and if at some point you feel, ¿Cuándo? ¿Dónde? Porque no lo he visto. Do your research. Do your research. Anytime you doubt something, even anything that I even I say, anything anyone else says, don't believe everything you hear. Do your own research if you do not believe it. And then you can create your own input and you know, obviously opinion based on what is, is it that you learned and you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. Racism starts in the home, which then flows over to the community. And who, who raised these individuals who are racist right now? Huh? Quinos Corio. Someone who was racist and then who raised that person who raised that person to be racist another racist there's a pattern there's a pattern when we don't have self-love self-worth then we start to mimic others because we are lost ourselves this is the time to empower you. It's okay to, to own and say, you know what, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. I didn't mean to, to say that, act like if I know everything about racism. Black people need to also hear, thank you for correcting me. It's okay to say that. It's okay to say, you know, sometimes, you know, we can say, educate me about it. No, do your, you do the work. You read on it. There's so much information on there online and in books and everywhere where you can do the research and educate yourself. African-Americans, black people, I know not everyone's African-American or considers themselves as that, but I want to highlight that Many of the, us Chicanos and Chicanas are with you. We are with the black community because we know that they've been there for us and our ancestors in the past. And we need to continue to stay united. Don't talk shit about anything around what you see if you don't have the full information of the history of the black people community. And sometimes some people stay away from commenting anything. 
Some people say, well, you, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. But if you see racism happening in front of you, it's important for you to speak up with your intelligence. It's important to speak up in a way of not just reacting to it, but responding to it in a very intelligent, mature, emotionally intelligent manner. Let me say that. We're all good people, you guys. We're all good people. And you might think, what the? Yeah, even the person who is racist, what you see is a behavior, a need that hasn't been met for them for too freaking long. It's been proven. There's been people who have grown up racist for so many years and they've changed. And that is beautiful. And why did they change? Because it took a situation, it took a person, someone to influence them. We're not meant to suffer and hate people every single day of our lives. It's freaking like suffocating. Think about a situation in your life. I'll use this example. For those of you who can relate, um, if you've been separated and divorced and you've had this anger and resentment towards your partner, your ex-partner, doesn't it become very heavy emotionally to just have those feelings of just like ugh, irritation, frustration, and anger? That at some point you're like, ya no aguanto, ya no puedo. And, and you break. And you know what? It's okay. It's part of it. As human beings, we're not meant to suffer every single day of our lives. And we are not meant to be happy every single day of our lives. It's kind of like life is a confetti. But we need to learn how to be angry. We need to educate ourselves. That doesn't mean we all need to agree on something. No, it doesn't matter. As long as we're able to make the time to maybe buy a book, go to the library, get a book, watch a video on YouTube, read an article, whatever it is, educating ourselves. Now, let me tell you about research, you guys. Research doesn't mean just looking at one article. Compare it. Compare it. Always ask yourself, okay, if they're telling me that this history happened, let me look, let me look into it in another um, maybe book or article and keep comparing three. I like to actually do about four, five articles to compare my information to see what's accurate because, you know, we can't trust everything out there. But this is the way I do my research and maybe you have a different way of doing your research. But for those who don't, I always say compare three, four, five articles, as many as you want. I use five. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I like to compare five. And then I feel more like, okay, I've gotten more information and it seems accurate. From five different places, the same information, to me, it's accurate. That's just a way of me giving you a little bit of my input of how I do things. But with racism, it's not just about talking about it. It's about acting. It's about behaving and respecting um, with love, empathy to help others understand. But now, even though maybe they're narrow-minded, they're not ready to, learn to understand that. Learn to accept the fact that we are not here to control each other. We're here to influence each other. 
We all have the choice, but what's happening with racism is that it's a control situation, right? When um, someone is being discriminated, you know, because of the color of the skin, at that point, you know, their hands can be up in the air. And if it's a cop, a corrupted cop, because not all cops are corrupted, they're really good cops out there. They're really good people. They're really there for the true, um, you know, what they've always wanted to do was to, you know, to help, to serve, to protect. And we can't all generalize cops as bad. There's some that can be too, you know, we're not dismissing that. But don't generalize all the time. Don't think that all men are dogs. <laughs> they're not. No, they're not. Not all women are whatever it is you want to think of them. No, 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 no. Be very realistic as to how you're perceiving life because that's a reflection of your behavior. And it starts in the home. How do you treat your daughter? How do you treat your son? How do you treat yourself? Are you empowering yourself? Are you stuck? Are you always talking chisme? That's a reflection of you. So then it ends up obviously looking, um, well, the behaviors that you start doing, are not, they are definitely going to match. But if you start, you know, filling yourself with like empathy and love and, and confidence, you give that back to your daughter, that give you, you give that back to your son, you give it back to your husband, to your partner. You give it back to a stranger. You smile. You're not walking todo like, eh, me vale. Si me ven y le hago un, un, if they, I smile at them, I smile at them. Ah, today I don't feel like doing it. We have to be very mindful of that. If you work at a place where it's customer service, you know, I know there's going to be customers that are going to be rude, but your reflection of how you feel inside. And if you don't feel good, you know what? It's okay, but don't be stuck there. Ask for help. Don't think that at some point if people don't understand you, well, they don't understand you because you don't make the time for people to understand where you're at. We can't read minds. No one can read minds. So we have to be able to step out of the comfort zone to ask for help. I know it's not easy, you guys. I've been there. I've been there where I've had a difficult time. Like, should I? Mm, let me figure it out on my own. Sometimes like, you know, therapists have their own therapists. I have... I, I'm not currently seeing her anymore, but I was seeing a therapist and it was just really nice to be able to get someone's input and to make me think about me because in order for me to be present for myself, for my family, for my friends and for my clients, I have to nurture myself for me to have that empathy within myself, to love myself as much as possible. And that is the same thing that you have. You have the same right to be there. It's a choice. It's a choice. So it's really important that we educate ourselves. I've said that many times and I'll say it again, but I want you to remember that it starts in the home and then it flows into the community. And then that's when, unfortunately, you have, you know, the government kicking in kind of, you know, in a very <sighs> intimidating manner at some point. But I, it shouldn't be that difficult just to love and respect another human being. Isn't that crazy? 
it's surreal. It seriously, seriously is. Now I'm going to read something to you. And um, I hope you take it in as like, you know, your food for thought and just so that you're able to process it. Everyone has an opinion and this is mine. If you agree to disagree, I respect it. I totally respect it. And if you agree, great, we're on the same page. But make sure that before you start a debate with someone, get your information to where you're going to have accurate you know, I've seen so many posts and and it's like, no, this is not right, da da da. You know, all lives matter. Yeah. But why aren't, you know, Caucasians being mistreated like us colored um people of color? Hmm? Why? Let's not dismiss the reality. It's easier to avoid it than to acknowledge it. Because once we acknowledge it, it's like, damn, there's a lot of fucking work we gotta do. And when you avoid it, it's like, ah, eh, let someone else do the work. Nope, that's been the problem. That's been the problem. We have all these kids, you know, in cages, families. And it's like, what the, f- it's, oh, I don't, I'm not even going to say. <laughs> I'm not even going to work myself in that manner. But our community, you guys, our community as Latinos, you know, there's a fear of, you know, getting in trouble with the law. If you go and protest, no tengo papeles, que tal si me agarran? Because that's what they're doing. Immigration is coming out to all these riots and trying to take people away. It's like, okay, you want to mess around? Okay, well, then go mess around your country. I mean, that's kind of like what they're trying to say by having ICE go out there and, and arrest people. So we have to, we have to come together as well continue to stop being jealous of maybe at some point que tu prima um se casó con alguien que tiene dinero o no le tengas envidia a un familiar tuyo just because they're succeeding no let's stop that shit and i see that in within my family unfortunately jealousy did you know that there's enough success for everyone for you for me para mi vecina, para mi comadres, para everyone. There is success for every single human being on this planet. Let's not forget that. The time that you start comparing yourself, the time that you start saying a comment like passive aggressive, porque tienes envidia. And sometimes we don't want to admit that we're envious. And that's where we have to put ourselves and understand why the fuck am I being envious? We have to be very careful with that. Racism is attached to it. Did you know that? And now I want to end this episode, you guys, with this article that just is a reminder. It's a reminder for us Chicanos, Chicanas to empower ourselves and to understand what all of this is about. This is an article from a Brown Barrett representative that was interviewed by La Verdad, which was an independent Chicano newspaper. And this is what he said. 
In uniting the barrios, we would like to say to our carnales and carnalas that the enemy wants us to be divided so that they can control us better. By fighting each other, we're not going to change anything. We're not our own enemy. The enemy laughs at us every time we fight each other. The gringo is the one that has created the conditions in the barrio that are building so much frustration in us that has to be let out. And we take this frustration out on each other. We blame ourselves. We should not fight a brother who lives in the same lousy house, who goes to the same lousy school, who is in the same conditions we're in. We have to fight together to help ourselves, not to destroy ourselves. Thank you so much for listening to me. Let's unite to be able to continue to help each other out versus attacking each other. And it all starts in the home, which will then flow into your community. much for listening you can follow me on instagram at chicana moms podcast chicana health coach and la chicana therapist please leave your feedback i would love to hear from you rate us on itunes an anchor or soundcloud or anywhere where you can listen to podcasts adios